0: The Oklahoma City Thunder get win number 40 on the season. But more importantly than that, the play-in tournament is set. Who will the Thunder play on Wednesday? We'll talk about it all on today's Locked on Thunder podcast.
1: You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S and follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunder Pod. Email the show at L-O Thunder Pod at gmail.com on today's show. We're going to be diving into the Oklahoma City Thunder playing the New Orleans Pelicans in the NBA play-in tournament. What does this matchup mean for OKC and what is the play-in tournament for the Thunder and the pathway to the first round? Plus, Trey Mann drops a triple-double. Usman Jang was on fire and the Thunder Get Win. Number 40, today's show is brought to you by Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. The stage is set. Postseason basketball has returned for your Oklahoma City Thunder. They'll be playing in the play in tournament, and here's how the West shakes out it'll be Lakers, Timberwolves on Tuesday. On Wednesday, your Oklahoma City Thunder take on the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, the loser of New Orleans against OKC on Wednesday, the loser of that game is eliminated. The winner of the Lakers and Timberwolves game goes on to play the Memphis Grizzlies. The winner of the Thunder Pelicans game goes on to take on the loser of that Lakers-Timberwolves game. And then, from there, the winner of the Thunder Pelicans will play the loser of the Wolves-Lakers, and whoever wins that game will play the Denver Nuggets. The Thunder can only go play the Nuggets. They have to win both these games to be able to do that. And so that series in Denver will start on April 12th. The Thunder, if they do not make the first round, so if they fall anywhere short of playing the Nuggets, they will have the 11th best lottery odds, which is tied with the Bulls, so, you know, the, the little... Drawing of the ping pong balls will happen before the actual drawing of the ping pong balls uh, to see how they shake out that tie and shake out those odds. But that's if they do not make the first round against the the Nuggets. If the Thunder do make the first round and do play against the Nuggets, uh, then they will no longer be in the lottery because they will have made the playoffs. A note for this tournament. Not a single tenth seed in either conference has ever won a game so obviously no one's gotten from the play in from the 10th seed to the first round. This would be historic if the Thunder were able to pull it off. And after a wild day in the NBA where the Pelicans take down uh, the, are taken down by the Grizzlies. I'm sorry. The Pelicans are taken down by the Timberwolves who imploded, but then got better. Uh, they had the situation where Rudy Gobert punches Kyle Anderson the, the Timberwolves send him home going into halftime. McDaniels punches a wall and breaks his hand and is out for the rest of the season. They're probably going to have to suspend Rudy, of course, for the next game after punching a teammate. And after that, the Timberwolves went on a massive run and ended up beating the Pelicans and sending the Pelicans down to a winner go home game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, while the Wolves will get two shots. They can, they can lose to the Lakers and still have a shot, to get into the NBA postseason uh, first round so this matchup with the Pelicans is interesting. this whole season series has been has shaken out by less than 4.04 point, or four points or less in each loss for OKC the Thunder lost the first game 105 101. they lost the second game in overtime in OKc 128 to 125. they lost 103 to 100 and then they beat the Pelicans the last time that these two teams faced off. However, they beat them 110-96 to without Brandon Ingram, though. And, of course, Brandon Ingram is a huge piece of the puzzle for the New Orleans Pelicans. No Zion in this game. There's murmurs that he could play in the first round, but not in the play-in tournament. Uh, go check out Lockdown Pelicans, who does a great job of Shake Madison over there. Does a great job. Go check him out to talk about the Pelicans and and kind of get their vantage point. We're also going to do a playoff preview for this series, you know, which is just a game for this game um, in, the, in the play-in tournament on this podcast as well later on today on Monday. So make sure you check that out as well. But just as an overview of this series or game, what needs to happen here is you have to figure out how to contain the best you can Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. Like those two guys can get hot. Those two guys can bury you if they're both hot at the same time. How can you disrupt BI and CJ in this game? That's going to be like the biggest question from this game. You're also going to watch for some, some things just with the thunder in general. This is Shay's first playoff game as the guy. This is Shay's team. He's a 30 point per game score. He is the guy on the floor and the best player on the floor. How does he handle that? How does he handle uh, a situation where this is the playoffs? Like the Pelicans have had a disappointing year, especially, you know, whenever you factor in their season and look at it, it's really just a terrible January where they won three games that has disrupted their season from being like a team that's like solidified in the top six Uh, has been that terrible January. Like this is a disappointing year. The Pelicans do not want to make it even worse by losing in this game and losing and going home and being the first team ever to lose to a ten seed. They're going to game plan. They're going to um, figure out over the next couple of days what the Beth methodology is to stop Shea and to key in on him. And he's going to have all the attention, and they have the defenders to be able to throw at him, like Herb Jones. They have some guys to throw at him. So what is playoff Shea going to look like? He's been undeniable to this point. But a team like New Orleans has given him problems before this season, so let's see what it looks like in the play-in tournament. And then you're looking at this roster of incredibly young guys who have never been here before, like JW, J Dub, J Whale. They've never been here before. That's obvious. They're rookies. Josh Giddey, Isaiah Joe, Aaron Wiggins—they've never played in a winner-go-home stage in the NBA, and that's going to be quite different, right? You're going to go on the road in a winner-go-home game with a sneaky good fan base. Like, the the Pelicans fans take pride in the fact that we view them as a football city, a football town, a football community, and they really try to show out for their Pelicans. You saw how much trouble they gave the Suns last year. Like, this is a a good environment. And so in a winner-go-home game, how do you react to that? And sort of the inverse of what we talked about with, with SGA, there's no more you know, focusing on running your race or working internally or working on development or any of the other phrases you want to use. There's no more of that for this game. This game, and Mark's admitted to it, this game is about game planning over the next two days for New Orleans and giving them their best punch. And so this is the first time we've seen this collective group actually have a game plan, go out there and have to execute it in the sense of, uh, yes, you do some, you do some preparation game to game, but the majority of the time you're not necessarily focusing on, you know, the next step opponent in the grand scheme of an 82 game season. You're really working on like internal stuff and how to get better, how to look better from the last time you played them. Like this is, this is going to be a totally different game plan, a totally different, you know, environment, both literally in terms of like the atmosphere of the game, but also these guys are going to get a scheme to go out there and execute over the next two days and then execute it on Wednesday. How do they react to that? How do they react to having to hone in on on a specific way to play a specific team? And then they're going to have to take on an adjustment. Like at some point in this game, each team will have to adjust. Something will work, and they're going to go back to it and continue to do it more than they thought they would. Something won't work, and they'll need to counteract it. Something's going to happen where you have to adjust on the fly and truly hone in on this specific game. And there's no more, you know, there's no like getting around that. So this team gets a valuable experience of how to form a game plan from this young coaching staff, how to implement a game plan over the next two days in a short order, and then how to execute it on Wednesday. And so that'll be interesting to see how prepared they are, um, how they avoid getting off to a sluggish start or maybe being overwhelmed uh, in their first taste of this and and what their first punch looks like. And, and, and the pressure still is not on this team. There's absolutely no pressure on this team at all um, for the Thunder and for um, them to win or lose or whatever this game, but it is going to be a good first test, a good measuring stick, a good first data point on the, uh, on the number line for how this team or graph, how this team is going to, to handle these moments. And look, This team's played well. They've they've both played up and down to their competition as young teams do. They're the youngest team in the NBA and the second youngest team in the entire league history. They've played up and down to their competition. They've had games like the LeBron game, where LeBron's going to be the league's leading scorer in NBA history, and everybody's there, from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to celebrities to a packed house to TNT to everything. They've had all that there. And they roasted the occasion, and they beat LeBron in that game. They've played games like the win, like the must-win game against the Jazz last week where they were able to hold on and get the win and then eventually blow the game out in the fourth quarter. They've played in these moments and looked really good in them. So can they do it again this time on the road? And also, for both teams, it's been a game of turnovers and early big leads that kind of seem or feel insurmountable. This game gets slower in the postseason, gets more of a half-court look in the postseason. Each team has, throughout the, you know, albeit small sample size of a single-season series, uh, you know, four games, they've been reliant on turnovers, forcing them, each team has. When you take those away in the sense of transition, you take, and you take away all that getting out and running, uh, how does this team look? You know, this team's third in the NBA in pace, and the old adage, of course, is that the game slows down in the postseason, so as the nature of the game slows down, as the a, as a third overall team in pace, how do you adjust to that? If you're Oklahoma city. So there's a lot of storylines to watch for. We're going to do a full scouting report preview on tomorrow's show and get you set for this incredible matchup, but just going to want to lay the brief synopsis out there right now. Uh, also, like I said, we're going to have Jake Madison on the pod talking about the Pelicans and a great preview special for you uh, coming up later today. So bonus podcast coming up you You're gonna to a lot of podcasts this week from myself coming up. Let's talk about Trey Mann. Dropping a triple double. Let's talk about Usman Jang just looking absolutely elite. The Jared Butler game happened as I predicted. And some numbers from the overall season for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But first, I want to tell you right now about our game, about our good friends over at Price Picks. So our game plan here is to dominate Price Picks over the NBA playoffs. Come on. Now, like that's going to be a lot of fun. So what Price Picks is, it's just you versus the projected numbers. So you pick two to six players, and you project, are they going to score more or less than their prize pick projections? And you can win 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projection numbers. And so they offer projections on every sport that you watch, from the NBA to the NFL to MLB to NHL to PGA, uh, men in college, uh, women's basketball, uh, college football, soccer, WWE, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Eurobasket, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and offers fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the app today by going to theprizepicks.com uh, or go to the app store and go to Price picks. Whenever you sign up to play this great, great action, if you're a first-time user, you can get 100% Instant deposit match up to $100 with the code locked on. That's 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the code locked on. Get into it in the postseason. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be on there uh, making some, some predictions on prize picks. So check it out. Do not forget to use the code locked on when signing up for your instant deposit match up to $100.
1: part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: we're back on the lockdown thunder podcast on the lockdown podcast network your team every day thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning every single day we're here for you talking thunder basketball now the thunder have concluded the regular season and here are some stats for you that Royce Young put on Twitter. 114.2 offensive rating. That's 16th in the NBA, up from 30th last year. 113 defensive rating. That's 13th up from 27th last year. Plus one net rating. That's 15th up from 27th last year. And a plus nine overall improvement in the two seasons. This Thunder team just won their 40th game. They finished the season... 40 and 42 considering where the Vegas odds had them considering where, you know, the preseason prediction from NBA pundits had them considering where this team was projected to be at, to be at this point now where you've won 40 games is awesome. It's just a testament to this team to these players, to this coaching staff, to Sam Presti, to everybody involved. Because when you look at this roster, J-Dub is like the biggest impactful newcomer on the roster. And you've gotten a lot of good contributions from J-Wale. But like overall, the meat and bones of what you've done here is through internal development and through finding talent in valuable areas. Wiggins, second-year guy, you found them at the 55th overall pick. A lot of people throw away those picks. Like, like, those picks are quite literally for sale, like for actual currency, for actual cash, currency, money. Those pictures are for, are for sale because nobody cares about them around the NBA. But the Thunder got a legitimately good role player for the 55th overall pick. Isaiah Joe was discarded by the Sixers days, days before the season starts. He didn't get a tryout period in training camp with the Thunder. They just brought him straight in. They found moments for him early on, and then he expanded his role and eventually became one of the best shooters in the NBA and one of your best offensive weapons off the bench, the best offensive weapon off the bench. So it's finding talent in the margins and internal development that has been the biggest growth to get you from where you were last year at 24 wins to... 40 wins this season. You've done all of that without having a top 5 pick on the floor. Not a single top 5 pick has graced the hardwood for the Oklahoma City Thunder during this rebuild. That's that's awesome. Josh Giddy was at 6. Haven't seen Chet play yet, and then of course SGA and J-Dub uh, and them were, you know, uh, you know after 10. So 11, 12, etc. This is a great season, no matter what happens on Wednesday. And a very encouraging one. Because J-Dub is a rookie that made that impact. Like, that made that impact of 24 to 40. SGA being a superstar and and, and becoming a 30-point game scorer, obviously made that impact as well. But if you look at the on-off numbers with SGA off the floor, this team still has like a 35-win pace or whatever it is. Like a negative like a negative one net rating without a share on the floor in his off minutes. Like, J-Dub has been a huge part of this and I say that to say, you know, Chet Holmgren will be a rookie next season but that doesn't mean he can't thrive and can't be impactful. This Thunder team has shown an ability to get guys prepared in a hurry and integrate them into what they're trying to do in a hurry. And put them in position to succeed. And so it's it's going to be interesting to see how this offseason unfolds. But before you go out there and rush to make the big move and the big splash, and we'll talk about that all throughout the offseason, because we're going to stay five days a week after the, season's, after the season ends. We'll be five days a week the whole time. So we have plenty of time to discuss that, and we will discuss it. But before you just itch to go find the next disgruntled star, look at the improvement that you made internally over just one offseason without your most valuable asset being the second overall pick. Like, if you took this whole thing back to the to lottery night, they didn't have names attached to them, they didn't have anything attached to them, but what they were. A second overall pick, a total overall pick, and they had the third or, third or fourth pick. But like, you took it back to lottery night. Your most valuable piece of this entire rebuild looked to be a second overall pick, because you got unlucky in the first lottery go-around, and SGA, of course, hadn't made this quantum leap, or we're less than a year removed from people wondering if SGA could be a number one option on this team. That guy has not played yet for this team. They've made such a leap just to kind of put it into perspective of how good this team has been this year. But for this, for this game, they were arresting their players because it didn't matter if they won or lost because uh, they've already locked up the 10 seed. So they're arresting Dort, Getty, SGA, Poku, JW, j Chet, and uh, Kenny Hustle. They were all out. Uh, the only real injuries here would be Poku and uh, Chet and, and Kenny. The Thunder start with uh, Jared Butler, Trey Mann, Usman Jang, Jerry, and Olivier Saar. And I want to give a huge shout out to this Thunder team because all those guys that I just listed that were out, like all those guys that were out besides, Yo know, Chet didn't warm up, but like everyone else warmed up and, and Kenny didn't warm up. Those two guys didn't warm up, but like everyone else that was out for rest, they warmed up. They went into the crowd and signed autographs. And this is where Chet did do this. Chet did go into the crowd and sign autographs. And, and he was, and he was um, kind of mingling with the fans. He even gave a pregame address to the fans as well. So, like, this Thunder team really embraced the people who showed up t- today, just went around the whole freaking gym signing autographs. You know, usually they, they just stick to those two sections next to their tunnel. But, like, they went all around the globe to sign autographs today, and they didn't have to do that. Like this team was resting; they've clinched the play in, they've, they've they've clinched another game after the regular season, and so they could have just sat in a locker room until until tip off. They, they could have just sat back there, hung out, done their own thing. But they all warmed up, went through a pretty intensive workout, by the way, of like give, give you gave you a show, so to say. Um, whenever fans were there watching warmups, and then still went around and signed autographs uh, the, the whole pregame. That is uh, a testament to. Who these guys are, just as people, as well as really good players. Uh, Trey Mann, triple double, first ever triple double for him. Uh, we, we confirmed that with him in the post game from Michael Martin of the and First ever triple double for Trey Mann. I believe he said it's only his second time having 10 plus assists in his entire career, uh, which is pretty interesting to note uh, for Trey Mann. He finishes with 24 points, 12 rebounds, and 12 assists, two steals, five for five from the line, one for four from three and 56% from the floor. Had a step-back three, and his step-back 3s so they always look like they're going to go in, and so whenever they actually do drop, it's always fun. Uh, really good at slicing through the lane and scoring at the rim. Had a dunk that just had the entire bench on fire, like SGA was out there. A Poku was ran out and held everybody back. SGA was holding out of Poku for dear life. I thought he was going to pass out. Chet Holmgren and J-Dub were pumping up the, you know, raising the roof. It was a lot of fun watching the bench be into it. That's another thing that goes back to those guys that are resting there, like the A guys on this roster. They were still up the entire game, supporting the guys on the floor, even though they're two-way guys, even though this game didn't didn't matter for anything, they were still supporting their their fellow teammates and, and that's great vibes. It's a lot better vibes than than you see sometimes around the NBA, as we saw today in Minnesota. So that, that was great to see as well. Uh, but he had a good floater, played 46 minutes tonight. Uh, that's a theme. A lot of these guys played bulk, bulk minutes uh, as they were just trying to get this one over and get to the postseason. It's kind of like whenever uh, it's, like a, it's a Sunday in June in baseball and you've played seven in a row and you're just like, hey, listen, even if they scored 10 runs in the second inning, you're staying out there for seven innings because we just have to eat innings and get this one over with. And that's kind of what happened with this this Thunder roster where, like, you know, Mann played 46, uh, Usman played 45, Jared Butler played 46, 45 minutes, Sauer played 40-something minutes. Like, these guys were just asked to do a lot in this game uh, in order to allow uh, the other guys to rest and to get... Now they're going to have almost a week off. They haven't played since Thursday against the Jazz, and they won't play again until Wednesday against the Pelicans. So that's huge. That's huge for... Um, SGA, that's huge for this team, especially SGA, who did look uh, kind of gassed on Thursday against the Utah Jazz. So coming up, we'll talk more about this Memphis Grizzlies game and talk more about the p- uh, play-in tournament. But first, want to tell you right now about our good friends over at the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM, folks. It's the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM, a hundred percent free boost there for you when you use the code Locked On at ProBasketballGM.com or download the ultimate pro basketball GM app. It's a great game. Uh, it's the coolest game I've played in a very long time. I always thought I could be a great NBA GM, and it turns out it's not as easy as it appears. Uh, I've, I've, I've not won a championship yet, but I've gotten close. I will say we do have some hosts in the On NBA group chat that have won a championship, so credit to them. Uh, but I have not gotten that lucky so far. We're having our own kind of internal competition of who can win the most rings and Not off to a great start. I need to to talk to Sam Presti about that at X interviews of like how to build my roster on Ultimate GM, but still, you should go check out the game and see if you can beat me and actually win a ring faster than I can Uh, over there at Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Use the code LOCKEDON for 100% boost to start your franchise. It's going to come in very handy for you to start your franchise at Ultimate Pro Basketball GM.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up
0: We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team of the day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. Folks, go check out the Lockdown NBA podcast for all the happenings and drama around the NBA, all postseason long and beyond. Subscribe over there every you get your podcast from, including on YouTube. Same thing over here for Lockdown Thunder. And let's talk Usman Jang. He made some great passes today, like like that over the head pass looked like Magic Johnson out there. Some nice pick and rolls, a playmaker, nice vision at the top of the key, finding Sar on the slam. Uh, good inbound pass to Lindy Waters in the corner. He was the inbounder underneath, underneath the basket and found Lindy Waters for a three in the corner. That grew the lead to ten points, and then Man uh, event you know sprinted down the court uh, on the second possession and was able to get an and one, or not an and one, but uh, get two free throws and make it a twelve point game heading into the fourth. He had a lob play to Saar, which was smooth. I mean, he picked up his triple just while, while diving at the rim and just lobbed it over to Saar. And we've seen lob plays are hard to pull off, the alley-oops. Uh, and Saar was able to come down with it and flush it. A step-back finish in the mid-range, a catch-and-shoot triple, a pull-up from the elbow. Like, he was a lot more aggressive in this game. And, and as someone who's watched him in the G League and, and watched him in the G League with intent on court side uh, and watching him just play for the blue... And in a game like this, where there was a lot of blue alumni and Memphis hustle alumni, they actually tweet, uh, retweeted a good video of Kenny Lofton and Trey Mann uh, playing on the pick center floor with the blue and then with the hustle this year. And there's like two people in the stands you can see in the video. And uh, they were having a good laugh and, and, and it was a play where man thought he got fouled. So he's trying to demonstrate the, to, to Kenny how he fouled them. And, uh, so, you know, these are t- two teams that have experienced each other a lot at the G League level and now the NBA level. Uh, and I caught up with Kenny Lofton in the hallway, and he, he, I was like, hey, much different atmosphere tonight, huh, than that than that Blue game. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, much different. And Kenny Lofton was incredible in this game. Uh, but I say this to say, Usman Zhang, in terms of aggressiveness, probably his best game. And that includes my time watching him in the G league. Like, like he was really aggressive while being under control. He wasn't very floaty. He just did his role and stayed aggressive throughout the entire time. I loved what I saw from him um, in this game. This was a little pop moment from him. who's had to battle injuries ever since summer league. And again, this season, his best NBA game back in Atlanta. And then the next day he's hurt. If you remember for the wrist injury on an opposite wrist than his wrist injury in, in summer league. So he's not had the best of luck here as a rookie, but this is a really good pop moment for him. Uh, Went strong through the lane, got an A and one, which again goes back to the aggressive nature. He also had that strong uh, attack in Golden State. So he's getting stronger. He's usually a size better over the last few weeks of the season. I'm sure we'll see him in summer league. And and that's where you can also um, show improvement there. I'm not, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just guessing we'll see him in summer league. Uh, 22 points, eight rebounds, nine assists, a steal, a block, 45 minutes for Usman Jang. I told you, I told you the Jared Butler game was coming and it did. 25 points, four assists, three rebounds, a steal. Five for nine from three. Forty-seven percent from four. Look, you watch this game. I, I don't know how you could say that there are three guys worth a two-way slot more than him. There's three two-way slots now next year. And I just I really think that he has the upside to warrant one of the three. Now, you know, we're gonna get a whole new draft uh crop and that means a whole new crop of undrafted free agents and and some who uh, demanded to be undrafted because they would rather control their own destiny and go on a two-way deal, so that might change the the equation here here, and here in a couple months, but like Jared Butler on a third two-way deal? Why not? Why not? Uh, Olivier Saar, fun game from him. I mean, the Thunder were on like the opposite end of what they usually are. Like Olivier Saar was just the biggest guy on the floor, and so there wasn't much the Grizzlies could do. He just... Poured in 22 points, 15 rebounds, a steal, and assist, a six, a 66% from the floor, just from the dunker spot, rolling hard at the rim, catching lobs, like just too big, just too big out there. And you know i got to talk about my man Aaron Wiggins. Aaron Wiggins, this dude just, just wins, just makes a winning impact, just is awesome. Eight minutes, one missed shot, six points, two rebounds, all in eight minutes. This dude is quick, easy, and efficient. Love it from Aaron Wiggins in this game. 11 lead changes, 12 ties. OKC won the battle of the last 49-43. OKC commits two more turnovers than uh, Memphis, but they do win the points in the paint 60 to 56. OKC scored more second chance points 12 to 9 and fast break points 15 to 8. The Thunder shot 50-33-81. Memphis shot 43-19 from three, brutal, and 72 with the line. MVP of the game. Let's go Trey Man for his triple double, but obviously a courtesy mention to Usman Jang as well. And I want to thank you. You've made it through an 82-game season. It's a marathon. I get it. It's a grind. So I appreciate you subscribing anywhere you get your podcast from. I appreciate those of you that watch every single day. That's that's way more than kind of you. That that's really gracious of you. I really appreciate it. I truly do. And I I really appreciate everyone throughout the season that's that's came up to me at the arena. So the pod, shout out the pod, everything else. I love that kind of stuff. If you ever do see me uh, in public anywhere in the world, say hi. I really appreciate it. It really, really makes my night, makes my day. I really appreciate everyone who's taking the time to listen, who's taking the time to subscribe, to leave a review, a comment, a like, follow me on Twitter, anything that you've ever done. I really appreciate it. And so hopefully uh, we'll just keep getting better. As a host for myself, and make a more enjoyable listen for you guys at home. And job's not finished though. Another, another regular season. I'm sorry, another postseason game coming up on Wednesday. Another game coming up on Wednesday, and hopefully many more. But even if not, do not forget we will stay five days a week throughout the off season because there's a lot to talk about: draft, free agency, trades, projecting next year, all that fun stuff. So we're just getting started. Make sure you subscribe across all podcasting platforms including on YouTube, but follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.